Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds, owner of Mint Mobile, with a message for everyone paying big wireless way too much. Please, for the love of everything good in this world, stop. With Mint, you can get premium wireless for just $15 a month. Of course, if you enjoy overpaying, no judgments, but that's weird. Okay, one judgment. Anyway, give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. New activation and upfront payment for three-month plan required. Taxes and fees extra. Additional restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com for full terms. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Selling a little or a lot? Do your thing however you cha-ching with Shopify, the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash offer 23. Tis the season to shine with H&M. Discover the holiday collection and find fashionable pieces for your wardrobe or for under the tree. Get inspired and dazzle with this year's glam. From tuxedo styles, bow detailed pieces, impressive prints, and more. From unforgettable looks to unforgettable gifts. With fashion finds to home decor, find it all at H&M. Treat your loved ones and yourself this season. Shop in-store or at hm.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Selling a little or a lot? Do your thing however you cha-ching with Shopify, the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash offer 23. No, and I just, I love that you brighten every room that you come into. Like those are the things that build confidence because then athletes and, um, and kids are like, I don't need to perform to earn anything. I am confident. I am who I am is enough. Absolutely. girl, imagine a life where you feel supported, connected, and understood. I get it. Being a mom is hard, especially when you're spinning so many plates. We exhaust ourselves trying to create the perfect life for our family. You deserve to enjoy your family without the stress perfectionism brings. On this podcast, I provide practical and relatable life experiences. I teach women quick and easy-to-use strategies to help them reclaim their identity, reignite their marriage, and enjoy their children. If you're ready to be challenged, then pull up a chair, grab a pen and paper, because it's about to go down. I'm Veronica Cisneros, a licensed marriage and family therapist, and this is the Empowered and Unapologetic Podcast. Hey ladies, welcome to Empowered and Unapologetic. I'm your host, Veronica Cisneros. Today's guest is a certified female athlete confidence coach who works to empower and enable female athletes to cultivate true confidence, unlock their potential, and level up their performance across all aspects of their lives. Ladies, I'm so excited to share her with you. She has a true passion for empowering and enabling female athletes. And their parents, let's just be honest, their parents needed to, with the mental aspect of their sport, the missing key to confident and elite performance. Her areas of expertise include goal setting, affirmations, and visualization, crushing limiting beliefs. Oh my gosh, I'm like, I'm like, I'm excited. I have three (laughs) girls. I'm totally excited. Shifting self-talk overcoming mistakes, yes, performing under pressure, letting go of perfectionism, managing stress, and becoming more resilient. Ladies, I am super excited to introduce you to Brianne Smedley. Brianne, you are a complete badass. Hey. (laughs) Hi. Well, thank you. That was a great introduction. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I have three girls. And part of the reason I'm not like... It's not that I'm not big on like athletics. Right. My girls used to be in dance. And I, you know, while they were in dance, it was like, I'm just going to read my book. I'm going to kick it over here because 
the amount of drama that's happening is like crazy. And I got, I literally, cause my girls ended up being in competitive dance and, and they wanted to do it. So I'm all about it. But I purposely did not like figure out like the whole, what does diamond mean? And what does gold mean? And what does this mean? Cause each one was like, it was crazy levels, right? Right. Purposely did not find out what those levels meant because I didn't want to get wrapped up in, oh my God. Okay. So my, my daughter's like top, like nobody cares. Like how did your kid have fun? Did your kid enjoy themselves? Like, that's what I'm all about. Um, and it was like, ah, I just, I, I had to remove myself from it. I made some friends, but I was like really picky with the people I befriended for so many reasons. But it was just like, okay, I, I don't, if my kids want to play, awesome. If they don't want to play, awesome. However, I think if I'm just being completely honest, I think that also scared me into like right now my kids aren't in sports. I mean, it's summer, but it's just, I just want them to have fun. Right. Like you're not going to get a scholarship tomorrow. Like honey, you're like in fifth grade, calm down. You know what I mean? Like it's not going to happen. You know, not that I'm telling my kids that, but I'm telling parents that like, calm down. It's not going to happen. Like, and if it does happen, high five. But also being a clinician, I listen to a whole bunch of kids that are suicidal that are teens or now adults that are struggling with their own identity because it all involved perfectionism. And because their parents pushed them so hard and trained them so hard, they now have OCD. They now have eating disorders. Mm -hmm. And it's like, their parents are like, where did this come from? Like, it's not even a big deal. Like, I mean, it was just sports. And it's like, no, what happened, like all of that training, how it conditioned their mindsets to believe that it's these expectations that they have to meet in order for them to be of any value is what truly, I don't want to say mess them up because that's not true, but it's truly what tainted them. And so I'm super excited to have you on, like crazy excited. So can you please tell us about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. And everything you're talking about is so spot on because you're right. We're like, oh, it's just athletics, just sports. Like this should be good. But it, that's the place where you know, athletes, that's where those things manifest and yep. uh, really, really go off of the court, the field or out of the pool. So yeah, backing up, I, um, I'll take it all the way back to high school. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So basically, um, you know, in high school, I was, um, an athlete, I played sports growing up and volleyball was kind of my passion. Um, and I played, started playing really competitive volleyball, uh, you know, year round. And by the time I was a, a senior in high school, I was getting recruited and kind of, um, you know, getting noticed, noticed by a lot of colleges and, you know, on the outside, you wouldn't probably have guessed that I struggled on the inside with confidence and self-doubt and perfectionism yeah. and worried about letting my parents down and my coaches yep. down and like all of the, this, these pressures I was putting on myself. And so while I was, um, a pretty good player and was getting noticed by colleges on the inside, I was like, I, I don't know if I want to do this. I had looking back, I had this fear of success. Like, you know, what if I don't live up to this expectation that people had of me and, and, you know, all of these things that I couldn't articulate when I was 17 years old. So I decided that I was going to quit. I was like, it's just too much. Um, I don't want to play in, in college anymore. I'm just going to quit. Like that's the best option for me right now. And, yeah. um, you know, kind of in my eyes, disappointed a lot of people, but I was like, at least the pressure's not there anymore. Yeah, and absolutely. so I then went on to, to, to college and I was like, I'm just going to be like a student. Well, I, um, I had other plans, uh, apparently. So I went, I went and I was a student, but just so happened that the college I went to had a very, very successful volleyball program. And I, you know, went to every single match and was like, Oh gosh, I actually missed this. And, um, went out on a limb, contacted the coach and was like, Hey, do you think I could, you know, just try out, you know, this is what happened. I decided not to play, but I really feel like I want to. And she offered me a tryout with the team. And I'll never forget after my tryout, like a couple days later, she was like, so how do you think you, how do you think you played? And I was like, I don't know. How do you think, how do you think I played? It doesn't really matter what I think. And I'll never forget. She said, you know, we think you'd actually be a great fit on our team and we want to offer you a walk-on spot. And I was like, oh my goodness. And so I decided, you know, to be a walk-on at a division two college with a high, very, very competitive volleyball team. Um, They were actually the national runner up that year. And um, it just so happened that this coach was amazing and she highly prioritized mental training, highly prioritized the mental health of her athletes. 
Um, and so I got to spend four years really tapping into um, what it means to actually develop confidence and work on the mental side of the game in order to increase my performance, but also increase my confidence in myself. And so over those four years, um, you know, I became kind of obsessed with like, wow, there's this mental side of the game. And like, there's actually was nothing wrong with me. I was struggling with pressures and anxieties that all athletes, all people struggle with, but I just didn't know that there were skills and strategies that I could use to actually um, help with these things and help with my confidence. And so by the time I was a senior, um, I was a full ride scholarship athlete. I was starting, I was loving volleyball again. I was feeling like playing the best volleyball of my life um, because I was really able to tap into that side of of, um, mental training. Um, So I, you know, was taking sports psychology classes. I actually got my undergrad in um, education and became a teacher right out of college, started coaching my own volleyball teams, became a head volleyball coach. And what I started to notice was that my athletes were struggling with the same exact thing that I had been struggling with in high school. Like it, yeah. it wasn't automatically somehow. And now like, gosh, you know, 12 years later, I, I still see athletes that are struggling with this. And I'm like, wow, you know, this is something, this is, this goes well, well beyond volleyball or well beyond soccer, well beyond basketball. You know, this is like our, our confidence, like that, t- that we take with us for the rest of our lives. Like I, this is what I need to be coaching is like the mental side of the game and how to help athletes like navigate that anxiety, those fears, all of those things. Because again, like they're going to, that's the court is just a reflection of their, their daily life. So I decided to go become a positive performance mindset coach. Um, then I founded a business with my sister-in-law who's also passionate about women and females, um, and empowering females. And we, you know, put our, put our heads together to become, uh, or to create this business where we are serving and empowering female athletes and their parents. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, and in this time I became a mom as well. So I have two little ones, uh, three and eight weeks old now. Um, and you know, my daughter, I, you know, even though she's young, I'm like, gosh, you know, this needs to start now. Like, how do I cultivate confidence in her now? Mm-hmm. You know, what can I be doing to help her grow up with that unshakable confidence and that trust in herself? And so that's where part of our business, half of it is is serving female athletes within our programs, and the other half is serving the parents. And because we know that we as moms and as parents really, really influence our daughters and our um, and our sons and um, can really influence their confidence. And we like to think, and I like to think like, well, if I just set her up with like, you know, the right opportunities and, you know, make sure she gets involved in a bunch of different things and she'll figure it out. But really she's looking at me and, you mm-hmm. know, I want to make sure that what I'm doing, um, I don't have to be perfect. We'll get into that, but that, you know, I'm intentional with the, the words that I say and the thoughts that I'm thinking so that I can really help her grow up in confidence. So yeah, that's where yes. we are now. <laughs> yes. Yes. <sighs> I, I, it's, ha, there's like, I'm like so excited. Okay. The biggest thing is, yeah, I I love how you said, um, the court, can you say that again? You said the court tells, um, the court is what like tells you a lot about the kid and their, their upbringing. Ha, that's how I received it. But what was the exact, um, the court is a reflection. Yeah. Yeah. The court's a reflection of, of their, their, the confidence that they have in their daily life. Yes. Really, that's just where it manifests itself because, like, you know, athletics and, you know, is just a visible representation of, of their, their inner confidence. And it's yeah. where we see our athletes, um, you know, perform and we get to see it like on stage and, you know, everything like that. But, um, you know, where we don't actually get to see that, you know, the thoughts that they carry with themselves and those like nervousness and the, that anxiety, um, you know, off the court, you, you might not be able to see that as much, you know, maybe yeah. how they're inter- interacting with their friend groups and things like that. But, um, you know, their sport, it, that's kind of where we started focusing is because their sport means a lot to them and, and to yes. their, and to the, the parents too. They're like, how can I get my, my athlete to perform better? And, you know, we're like, okay, we'll, we'll work on that, but we got to go a lot. We're going to go layer by layer and <laughs> build this yeah. down. Um, because that's just one representation of, of the confidence. So what I see with a lot of parents, both professionally and personally, what I see a lot is, you know, parents will push themselves. Kids will miss an entire summer because they're training, Mm -hmm. you know, or wake up early to again, train and miss weekends because they're playing, you know, they're, they're in games. 
Yeah. I'm, I, I respect that, you know, and I totally believe that, you know, trophies are, are definitely earned, right? You, you know, you, you work, you know, there's this amount of dedication that you have toward the sport. Absolutely. I, I, you know, it's not necessarily where everybody gets a participation award, but I, I totally am for those that have worked their asses off yeah. to go ahead and achieve this goal. Yeah, they are rewarded. However, at the same time, what price did they have to pay for it? You know, and so kind of making sure that there's there's some level of, I guess, balance with parents and kids and having this better understanding of, you know, that, that childlike mentality because after all, they are they are kids. Mm-hmm. One, one story I hear often is, you know, a lot of parents, if their kids don't perform a certain way, their parents will not talk to them for the entire day or the entire week. You know, can, can you speak to like what that does to a kid? Oh yeah. I mean, one of the main ways that, um, that we as parents can help our, our athletes or not our athletes, our kids, um, be confident is through making sure that we are recognizing them as people rather than what they do. Like their sport is what they do. Who they are as a person is who they are. And that's what we want them to have confidence in is that they don't need to do anything different. They don't need to perform. They don't need to, and all of those, those accolades, um, like really don't matter in the, the eyes of the parent to, um, help them, you know, gain or receive love from their Mm -hmm. parent. And so what I, what we coach parents on a lot is that we want to, um, make sure that parents are recognizing their, their kids, um, just for who they are. Right. And yeah. the, the goals will happen, you know, they will score points, the, the report card will come home with A's on it. Like those are all great things. But if we are just praising our kids when those big milestones are happening, then subconsciously kids are then linking their love and acceptance and confidence with their performance. And they feel like they have to perform yep. to yep. get their parents, um, love, trust, respect, all of acceptance. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, that's where that perfectionism comes in too. Like it starts to creep in and I absolutely would, you know, struggled with that too. I felt like I was, you know, if we really go deep in here, like, you know, I felt like I was more appreciated, celebrated when I was performing. And so I felt like I always had to perform and, um, be perfect and not make any mistakes because I got more recognition when I was doing those things. And I think athletes struggle with that too. And as parents, it's just our natural tendency to want to like celebrate just, you know, those, like how many points did you score? Or like, you know, you, you guys won the championship. Like those are great things, but we also want to celebrate like, Hey, I saw you working hard for that goal. Or I saw you when, um, when your teammate was like down and out and you went up to her and you encouraged her, that shows that you are a supportive person, you know? And in one of our challenges, we do a challenge for, um, for moms on how to build confidence in daughters. It's a five day challenge. It's really fun. And the first day is just, um, you know, posting a picture of her, uh, the mom and the daughter and asking like, what do you love most about your daughter? And mm-hmm. moms, just, I mean, they have, they're like, well, I can't pick one thing. And you know, they're saying yeah. these amazing things about their daughters and, and it's so like, just so awesome to read. And it's like, those, those things are the things that you need to be recognizing in your daughter every single day. Yeah. You know, not just when she does, you know, when she scores the game winning shot, you know, yep. like that's great too. But every single day, you know, like I, I love that you are a compassionate person, you know, and I just, yep. I love that you brighten every room that you come into. Like, those are the things that build confidence because then athletes and, um, and kids are like, I don't need to perform to earn anything. I am confident. I am who I am is enough. Absolutely. So, yeah. Ladies, are you ready for a new challenge? I've heard you. I know a good amount of you want to work on your marriage. However, before we start there, let's start by building up that confidence and self-worth. I'm going to help you reclaim your identity. Starting August 1st, I'm running the Reclaim Your Identity Challenge. I will be live every single week in this group, teaching you skills on how to reclaim your identity, which will make you an exceptional mom, an exceptional wife, and duh, a complete badass. For the entire month of August, we are all doing a challenge together. The lady who is the most interactive will be our winner and will receive a one-hour private coaching call with me. 
This is a $300 value. How awesome is that, right? All you have to do is join my private free Facebook group. Go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash empowered and unapologetic. And be sure to invite your friends. Coaching calls will be every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You do not want to miss this. This will only happen for this month and only the women in the private free Facebook group will have access. So don't let anybody else take your seat. I want to see you this Wednesday live. Yeah. So let's say, okay, so you graduated high school, right? Yeah. And you were already ready to like just quit it all. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you did, right? You, right. you said, I'm not doing this anymore. Okay. During that time, what do you wish you would have told your parents? Like now knowing what you know, what do you wish you would have told your parents or what, it, what do you wish you would have communicated to your parents so that they had a better understanding of what you were going through? Oh man, that's such a good question. Because, you know, like hindsight's twenty twenty, and I feel like now that I have all this knowledge, I'm like, oh gosh, I know exactly what I was going through. And my, my parents were awesome. Like they, yep. they provided like, every, they checked all the boxes, you know, like they were yeah. there at every game. They were like, you know, if you want to play club, you can play club. You don't have to. They didn't push me. They were just like, they did everything right. I just didn't have like the skills and neither did they. Um, Gosh, if I were to look back, I feel like, I know this isn't the exact question that you asked, but I feel like I, what I wish they kind of would have said to me was that, that you're, you don't have to, you don't have to do any more than what you're doing to, to, I don't know, to have our love or to be accepted. Like what you're doing is enough. Like who you are as a person is enough. And what I, I think what I communicated to them in the time was that I was burnt out, um, yeah. you know, and I was just, it was just too much. But if I were to go deeper, I would have told them probably that like the pressure is too much. Like, I feel like I'm going to let people down if I don't live up to this expectation that I'm going to be this like star volleyball player and, you yeah. know, division one, getting all the everything. Yeah. And, and- Yeah. Yeah, the other the other part to I've I've heard several kids say that. Several kids say that. And the other part to it is I know I'm disappointing you. Right. And this is the disappointment I can control. But the disappointment out on the court, the disappointment out on the field, I can't. It's so unbearable. And it takes me to a place where I just I, I don't feel worthy. Right. And so I'd rather cut it off right now because I can't, I can't feel this way anymore. Right. You know, and I, I don't want to give it up because I do love it. However, it's, it's now become something I absolutely resent mm-hmm. because it, it, it's constantly a, rep- a representation of my worth, not me having fun. Yeah. Man, you just I've- articulated that so well. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's why you're good at what you do. But I'm like, yeah, that's what it is. Cause I was like, I did end up disappointing them, you know, because I quit, but that disappointment for some reason was easier to carry than the disappointment that I, yeah, like that you just said, I couldn't control like, yeah, out there. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, that's what, that's what I admire about you is that you can relate, you can relate to these athletes because you've been there personally and yeah, I mean, yeah, we could read books and yeah, we can have all of this education and all of this training. However, if we cannot relate with our clients and sort of normalize what they're going through and have this this understanding, then we do them a complete disservice, a complete disservice. Right. Yeah. And so like when I was reading up on you, I was like, holy moly, she's totally a powerhouse. And I, I even thought, well, hell, she'd be helpful for me because I'm so like, I don't want, I, I, my kids, we challenge our kids, you know, when we go hiking, you know, and it's like, okay, what two things do you need? And my little monkey feet, she's 10. She'll say, mom, I need confidence. And I believe I I need to believe in myself and confidence. I taught her is that ability to trust that you are capable. You are capable of, of completing whatever mission, whatever task. Right. Yeah. And that believing in yourself, you need, you do, you do need to believe in yourself to be able to execute it. And so, you know, we do this, this, um, we do this hike every single year for Sergeant's Hill. My husband's a retired Marine. Every year we, we, on Memorial weekend, we do the hike, um, you know, in honor of, um, the fallen Marines. Yeah. And every year 
Every year I regret it, just being honest. All right. <laughs> it's so so steep. So so steep. I mean Marines do it. Right? And there's my little my little monkey feet and my my, my you know, my two girls, they're like dying. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's like that's our motto. What do you, what two things do you need? Confidence and believe in yourself. How would you define confidence? Yeah, great question. I have a similar definition to you. Confidence is trust in ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I can tell that's what I lacked in high school because um, you know, I did not trust that I could handle the feelings yes. of this kind of pressure, you know, and that so that's what was that lack of confidence is like I don't, that, that emotion, that feeling, that disappointment, like I don't trust that I can make, make it through that. So Mm -hmm. I didn't trust myself. And so it's trusting ourselves and our abilities, but also trusting that, um, that we can make it through anything that comes our our way and that we can sit with emotions, like uncomfortable, bad emotions too. Yes. And that's why part of what we teach parents is to validate our kids' emotions and feelings as much as possible and not move them past like, you know, you're feeling disappointed. It's okay. Just you're fine. You're fine. No, like trust that you feel disappointed. Like that's a feeling. Trust that, you know, like validate it. You feel disappointed right now and it's okay to feel disappointed. You can make it through that feeling, you know? And I I get a lot of athletes and even not in athletics, you know, um, kids who are afraid of making mistakes and don't want to make mistakes. And part of that comes from, because they don't trust that they can get through that mistake. Um, you know, and so they don't, that's where that confidence is. And so, you know, kids who have confidence, like they're taking risks, you know, they're trying things, they're, they're doing things because they know, like if they fail, they trust themselves. They trust that like, all right, failure, that's not the worst thing that could happen to me, you know? Yeah. And (laughs) And they're done that. (laughs) Yeah. And so they have that confidence because they have, you know, they're, they're okay sitting with that feeling of failure and they're like, you know, I I can do this. I can, I can handle failure. And that's where that confidence comes from. Absolutely. So my question to you is how do you raise a self-confident daughter who becomes a self-confident woman? How do we do that? (laughs) Yeah. The magic question (laughs) and the magic answer. And I wish I had like a line, like just say this to her every day and it'll be great. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And what we teach in, um, in our challenge for, um, for parents is, there's really, there's a lot that's out of your control, right? When it comes yes. to our kids. Um, but the, what is in our control is ourselves and we kind of underestimate how much, um, influence we have on our kids and how much we influence, influence we have on our kids' confidence. And so we say there's three things that are totally in your control, your thoughts, your words, and your actions. Mm-hmm. And, um, so that we start there first of all, with, with our own thoughts and we're like, okay, thoughts, like what I'm thinking inside my head about myself, like no one else can hear it. Right. Like that doesn't, that shouldn't matter when really what we know from research is that we say 50,000 things to ourselves a day and our thoughts really create our reality in our lives. And, uh, one model that we teach a lot in our programs with our athletes, but also with our parents is something called a thought wheel, very simple concept. But you know, if you were to, to see like first there's, there's a situation like situations either are in our control or out of our control you know, situations happen. We get to choose what we think about the situation. So that thought, mm-hmm. and then our thought impacts how we feel, yep. right? So thoughts lead to feelings, how we feel impacts what actions we take. Okay. And then, um, our actions obviously give us our results in our life, right? So really it starts with that thought. And if we, as moms are saying things to ourselves, like I suck at directions. I am lazy. I'm not a good mom. You know, all of these like thoughts that just kind of run in our head, these limiting beliefs, things that are like kind of going on. Um, they really do impact the results that are happening in our own lives as moms and our daughters pick up on these things. Yeah. And, um, I mean, quite literally, like we are, our, our own thoughts about ourselves are either limiting us or are allowing us to be examples of confidence to our daughters. So, um, that's where we start is just our thoughts, like kind of becoming aware of what thoughts are going on in our heads, because we know that self-talk is directly linked to confidence. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So we have, um, you know, athletes in, or parents in our challenge, you know, we, we take them through a process where we're identifying thoughts that are happening, um, throughout a day and, like identifying ones that are, that are limiting, identifying ones that, um, are not productive and turning them into more productive thoughts. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I, 
as I'm doing this myself, I have a lot of thoughts um, around body. Like we'll get to that in a second too. But like um, as moms, a lot of times we think like, well, you know, as long as um, I'm saying like positive things about my daughter's body, it doesn't matter what I'm thinking or saying about my own body. When really our daughters are all over it. Yeah. They're like, Mm -hmm. you can't just tell me that, but you're saying these things to your, or thinking these things about yourself. Um, so, you know, that's where a lot of my thoughts were coming around body and around like time, you know, like I just don't have time to do this or that. Um, so just being really, really aware of what thoughts are going on in our heads as moms. So that's kind of the first step is just thoughts, you know, and making sure that our thoughts are, um, you know, in line with the person that we want to be and in line with, um, the confident versions of ourselves that we want our daughters, um, and our kids to see. Yeah. I'm, I'm so glad you guys cover all three aspects with regards to your thoughts, your emotions, and your actions. Those are so important. A lot of people are under the impression that, no, it's just the way I feel, you know, and that's it. And very rarely do they take, to, take the time to sit and think about, like, what is that thought process? What's actually going on in your head? Um, because when you're able to um, point that out, you are then able to make a healthier decision. And so it's not so much like of a reaction, but you're able to respond to the situation appropriately. So I love that. I love that you guys have that model. Awesome. Yeah. And, you know, and then going off that, we we then go into our words, like our words. And I'm not just saying like what we say to our kids. Like I feel, I feel like most of us are probably okay with making sure that we're intentional with like what we're saying to our kids and making sure that we're you know, focusing that on the process rather than the outcome and like building them up. I'm talking like, what do we say out loud about ourselves? Yeah. And, um, you know, that just, it's kind of, once we think something and then we say it out loud, it holds like 10 times more power. And so, um, you know, we're just making sure that like what we're actually saying out loud about ourselves is what we want to become our daughter's inner voice, because what we Mm -hmm. say out loud, like becomes their inner voice. And, um, if you haven't already in the challenge, we have, um, our, our parents watch, I don't know if you've seen it, that commercial from Dove. Oh my gosh. I already know what you're talking about. The woman one. Yeah. Yeah. How they draw themselves. No, it's not that one, but that one's really good oh. too. This one, <laughs> oh, I, I know I, I, I have, um, them watch that one also in a different, uh, training, but like in this one, it's, um, they're basically interviewing kids and they're saying like, what do you. Um, what do you not like about your body? Like little girls. And they're like, what do you, mm-hmm. what do you think about your body? What do you like about your body? What do you don't like? And these little girls are saying like, I don't, I really don't like my, my thighs or like, I feel like I have like really big arms or like, I'm just really slow. And you hear these little girls saying this and then they interview their moms separately and ask them the same questions. And their moms are saying the exact same things, yeah. you know, their moms yeah. are saying like, I don't like my thighs. My arms are big. And just to see that, like, Oh my gosh. And they show kind of like the mom, the, the, their daughter's like answers to these. And they're like, Oh my gosh. You know, like everything that I say about my body, my little girl is saying about her body. Yeah. And it's just so like, it's, it's like, uh, like kind of gut wrenching, eye opening, but you know, the, what, what in the commercial they say is that, um, you know, your daughter's, um, beauty or your daughter's thoughts about herself start with your own thoughts about yourself. So you're, Your own daughter's um, thoughts about her her capabilities start with what you say about your capabilities. Your your daughter's um, thoughts about like her self confidence start with your self confidence. And so we just really want to make sure that what we're saying out loud about ourselves is what we want our daughters to say about herself as well. So yeah. that's like you know a lot of it centers around body, to be honest, and. Yeah. Um, that's just a yeah. huge, you know, what we say out loud about our bodies and no. And it's, it's something that like, you know, I've been posting on my Instagram page, um, like how I'm, I'm talking to myself about my own body yeah. and like, you know, it was like stirring a pot. I was making the kids some, um, some pasta and, and some, some greens. And while I was, I was stirring, I was like, oh my gosh, I could eat this entire damn pot. I'm not even kidding. Yeah. And then I realized, and then I realized, okay, no, you can't like, you can't even have any. And it was like, what the hell? Yeah, you, yes, you can. But it was just like, it, okay, this does pop up and mm-hmm. doing the work that I do. Yeah. I'm, I, I am very intentional with trying to pay attention to the thoughts that come up for me because yeah. it's really, really important for so many reasons, not only because of the work that I do, but because I'm also raising three 
impressionable little girls. Right. One's a young lady. Yeah. She's 18. Don't want to talk about it. Oh, and I'm going to need to go to therapy. <laughs> I know. She's going to move out. We're not going to talk about that, though. Yeah. Because then I'll start crying. Um, but, yeah, it's like, oh, my gosh. You know, I'm, I'm guilty of it, and I and I teach it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm in I'm in sessions with young girls that are struggling with it. I'm in, in sessions with moms that you know are struggling with it, and it does happen to all of us. It, it does, and I appreciate you sharing. You know, with with your body, you know how you did have those moments as well. And I think it's so important that we do normalize this. The only difference is, you know, you and I might be able to come back from it and analyze it, you know, a little faster than others. But it is something that we all struggle with. How does that impact us with becoming confident women? So you mentioned, you know, daughters are sharing the same thing that moms are sharing body-wise. What about mindset-wise on how we feel about our own personal self-worth? How does that impact our young, young, young girls? Yeah. Well, a lot of it, like the third piece of this is action. And I think this is kind of where it comes in too. Like, you know, if we want our daughters to like, sometimes I guess when we say confidence, like we know it's trust in ourselves, but a lot of times we're like, okay, what exactly as a mom do we want to see in our kids? Like confidence wise, we want to see them like going after their, their goals. We want to see them not tying their self-worth to achievement. We want to see them being confident, speaking up in social settings, um, making friends, like taking risks. Like moms have, you know, we have all these like ideas of like what confidence actually looks like. And, um, for us, you know, if we're like, okay, I want my, my, my kid to demonstrate confidence in all these ways, the action part of it is like, well, what are we doing as moms to show Mm, that as well? You know, and that can be as simple as like, okay, I want my daughter to take more risks how am I taking a risk in in my life? Um, and it could be as simple as like, I'm going to like sign up for a fitness class that like puts me out of my comfort zone a little bit, Yep. you know, or like, um, I mean on a bigger scale, like, um, you know, moms, uh, you know, for, uh, I know Veronica for you and I, like building businesses and, um, going after our passions in that way. Like, how can I tell my daughter, like, go after your passions, go chase your dreams. But like, I'm not doing that myself you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think like modeling those small and big, um, actions in our daily lives of how we can like really show this is like what confidence looks like as I'm, you know, as I'm doing it. And it doesn't mean being perfect. Like, um, you know, I think it's totally good and actually like useful to say like, you know, I, I also struggle with feeling like, you know, I feel like I'm not smart enough to do this. You know, I've, I struggle with that too. You know, but this is what I'm trying to do. Um, we're, you know, we're trying to turn that that around, and, and we can do hard things. You know, and this is, this is hard, but we can do it. Yeah, that type of thing. Yep. So, I don't know if I exactly answered your question the way. Hopefully, I did. No, you, you totally you you totally did, and I, I I can relate. I I I personally shared with my girls. You know, mommy's struggling right now. Yeah. With, you know, um, empowered and unapologetic. Outside the norm, my private practice outside the norm, incorporated that felt easy. It felt so easy to build, you know, that my private practice empowered and unapologetic was something I'm I'm both, I'm passionate about both of them, but empowered and apologetic. It was met with so many failures, so many failures where I can't tell you how many times I like cursed it out and wanted to quit. And my daughters were witness to me crying and me saying, this is, this is so hard. Right. And, you know, I launched something and it was unsuccessful and it was my my kids saying, "Mom, you got this. Yeah. You know, you you got this. You know." And it was like it was me being able to pull from them as well, and 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 vice versa. I, I I love that you're saying that. You know, we build it with being able to show our kids that we're not perfect. Yeah. And when we're able to introduce those failures to them they're able to also realize, wait a minute, my mom can sit in that discomfort and ride that uncomfortable wave of emotion. I can too. Yeah. And she's able to bounce back stronger and harder. I can too, you know, and maybe she might fall, fall on her ass again Yeah. and she's going to go back. She's going to do it again. And I, I love that you're saying that. And I, I'm, I so love that you're teaching, you're teaching young athletes and their parents how to do this because it is so important. Yeah. So important. And kind of going off of that, like having parents be okay to sit in that emotion with their yes. their kids too. 
and not trying to move. I said this in the beginning, not trying to move them past it and be like, you're fine. Mm -hmm. You're fine. Like, yeah, you got this. Let's get back up. Let's do it. But also like, yeah, that sucks. You didn't make the team. That sucks. You know? Yeah. Like allow, like that emotion is not too big and too scary for me to, to, to bear with you. Mm -mm. And, um, but on the other side of this, like we're going to learn this as a, as a learning opportunity. And yeah. Um, a lot of times our kids see us as like finished products, you know, like they don't (laughs) totally not finished. (laughs) I know (laughs) exactly. And I mean, I love that example of like, you know, I launched something that was unsuccessful. Like uh, Lord knows I've done that a million times too. And so, um, you know, those of us, you know, as moms, if we're, they can see us like in the action of doing that, but maybe if they can't like, you know, allowing our daughters a a glimpse into that by telling them stories of like, yep you know, when we were younger and we didn't make the team, we didn't get the thing. And like, we struggled through it and it sucked, you know, cause sometimes they do, they look at us and they're like, yeah, right. You have never struggled with anything or you don't know what it's like to struggle with what I'm struggling with. Yeah. It might be a little different, but the feelings, the emotions in the process is the same. And so, you know, allowing athletes like a peek behind the curtain or daughters, sons, you know, to, yeah. to see like, yes, you know, this is normal and that's where confidence comes from so that they know, like, absolutely. I can do this. So. Absolutely. All right. So two questions I ask all of my audience. Yeah. Um, or not my audience, the people that I interview. Oh yeah. I got so anybody that's on the show. Sorry. I'm like, I'm so, yes. I'm your audience <laughs> too though. You know, so it works. <laughs> all right. What are you doing right now personally to live the life you want to live? Yeah, this is a great question because uh, it's so in line with everything I teach. And it's like, okay, am I, am I doing this too? Um, and I would say right now, um, I'm going for it. Like, I believe that the business that Christina and my sister-in-law and I are creating, you know, is, it already is impacting hundreds and thousands of of female athletes and their parents. But I, I know that we can reach millions of female athletes and their parents. And, um, and it's scary though, because what's comfortable for me is my nine to five and my teaching job, you know? And I'm like, you know, that's where I can always fall back on that. I can, you know, that. Oh girl, no, we're going to have a conversation after this. (laughs) I know. I know. I need. We're going all the way. We're going all the way. A session. Yeah. And so I think, but I know on the other side of that fear is, you know, amazing potential, amazing growth in the life that, that I want and, mm-hmm. um, the life that I want impacting millions of, of, of women and female athletes. So we're going for it. We're doing it. We're doing the scary things. Um, we're launching things We're we're failing, you know, yes. over and we're getting back up. So you yes, know, doing it. I would say that. Oh, I love it. I love it. All right. And what advice would you give to the mom who feels stressed and disconnected? Oh, stressed and disconnected. Gosh, I feel that. Um, right? <laughs> I feel that too. Uh, for me, I don't know if this will help for other moms, but for me, like, I know self-care gets, like, thrown around a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And so I really don't – I hate kind of that word, self-care. <laughs> I feel like it's a buzzword and it just means, like, bubble baths, and right? which is great if that's your thing. Um, for me, I do something grounding every day um, just to help me feel myself. And, like, for that, for me, it's – journaling and meditating for yeah. 10 minutes. Yep. And it's yep. it's simple, like it's summer right now. So I go outside and do it in the morning and then water my garden afterwards. And for whatever reason, it just feels like super grounding to me. Like if I can read a little bit, I can meditate for 10 minutes and water my garden in the morning. Like I just feel more connected and I feel like just, I don't know, a better mom and my days just get, yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely more intentional. More intentional. Yeah. That and okay. Man, you don't have to be perfect. Okay. It's, Amen. It's yeah, okay it for our kids to see us not be perfect. <laughs> it doesn't. It's better. It's actually better yes. if your kids see you not perfect. Yeah. All right. So if we want to work with you, how do we find you? All right. So I have created a page specifically for empowered and unapologetic listeners. Woo-hoo. Yeah. So if we go to uh slash empowered. Um, we have on there all the ways that you can work with us. We also, so this challenge that I was talking about for moms. Uh, oh, give decided, it to me, girl. I know. We've decided, we don't normally like release content like this um, and, and and give away the videos, but we have packaged this for your listeners. So if you want to go Yay! through the challenge that I was just talking about, um, all you need to do is go to christinabrand.com forward slash empowered. And um, there's an opt-in there where you can um, do the challenge. So like I said, it was a five-day challenge. It was about like, 
uh, 15 to 20 minute videos that um, it, it was incredibly powerful challenge to help build confidence um, in your daughter. So basically, you know, expanding on what the things, the things that we talked about today. So that's on there. Also my um, social media, other ways that, um, that you can work with us is all on there. So all, all in right. one neat little place. <laughs> yay. Yay. Okay. And um, the last thing, where are you at on social media? Yeah, so it's just my social media. So it's at Bree Smedley. So B R E S M E D L E Y, Bree Smedley. That's where I hang out. Nice. <laughs> on Instagram. Um, yeah. Awesome, Bree. Thank you so much for jumping on. This has been incredible. I'm I'm so super excited to share it with with my listeners. Thank you again. Yes, thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Many women lose their own identity in the shadow of being a mom and a wife. We are a community of women who support each other. We leave perfectionism behind to become empowered and unapologetic. I want to personally invite you to join our girl gang. It's a free Facebook community for women just like you. Go to www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash empowered and unapologetic. See you there. What's up, ladies? Just want to let you guys know that your ratings and reviews for this podcast are greatly appreciated. If you love this podcast, please go to iTunes right now, write a review, rate the episode, and subscribe. Don't forget to share it with your friends. Empowered and Unapologetic is part of the Practice of the Practice Podcast Network, a family of podcasts that change the world. To hear other podcasts like the Ball Mom Podcast, Beta Male Revolution or Imperfect Thriving, go to practiceofthepractice.com forward slash network. This podcast is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information in regards to the subject matter covered. This is given with the understanding that neither the host, practice of the practice, or the guests are providing legal, mental health, or other professional information. If you need a professional, you should find one. It's easy to blame ourselves for our struggles with alcohol. We see people around us being able to control their drinking without any consequences, yet no matter what we try, we can't seem to figure it out for ourselves. My name is Jillian Teets, and I am the host of the Sober Powered Podcast, where I use my biochemistry background to explain the latest research in addiction and help you understand both why you drink the way you do and how to develop the skills and mindset you need to find freedom from alcohol. I discuss topics like why we think about our drinking 24-7, why we have no off switch, and why we crave alcohol. If you're struggling with your drinking or you know someone who is, then I hope that you will check out the Sober Powered Podcast. New episodes every Friday. See you there. Addiction impacts all of us. Addiction's consequences run through all of us. From ourselves to our loved ones and through our communities, addiction creates so much loss and grief. My name is Dwayne Osterlin, and I'm the host of the Addicted Mind podcast, a show featuring personal stories, expert guests, and vital information about addiction and addiction recovery. We'll talk with leading treatment providers to discuss the latest research and treatment options for this devastating disease and advocate for mental health awareness. We discuss topics like the importance of creating a community of support to helping loved ones to some of the latest research on psychedelic medicines. The Addicted Mind podcast has been about creating hope, listening to stories of many amazing people that have overcome addiction and are thriving. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, subscribe to the Addicted Mind podcast wherever you get your podcasts or check out theaddictedmind.com. New episodes every Monday. See you there. I know. I know we've been taught that motherhood requires alcohol. I know we've been taught not to question our relationship with alcohol until we've lost everything. And I know we've been taught that if we do dare to examine our relationship with alcohol, we need to head straight to AA and declare ourselves an alcoholic who is powerless to alcohol forever. But what if all that isn't true? That's definitely not my story. I'm Suzanne, the host of the Sober Mom Life podcast. I'm an influencer who stopped drinking in January 2020 and since then 
I've been telling the truth about motherhood, influencing, alcohol, and sobriety. If you suspect deep down that glass or three of wine at night might just be making motherhood harder, well, you're right. Come and join me as I chat with other sober and sober curious moms. Let's laugh, cry, and normalize sobriety together, all while we reheat our coffee for the fourth time today. It's easy to blame ourselves for our struggles with alcohol. We see people around us being able to control their drinking without any consequences, yet no matter what we try, we can't seem to figure it out for ourselves. My name is Jillian Teets, and I am the host of the Sober Powered Podcast, where I use my biochemistry background to explain the latest research in addiction and help you understand both why you drink the way you do and how to develop the skills and mindset you need to find free Freedom from alcohol. I discuss topics like why we think about our drinking 24-7, why we have no off switch, and why we crave alcohol. If you're struggling with your drinking or you know someone who is, then I hope that you will check out the Sober Powered Podcast. New episodes every Friday. See you there. Hey there, this is Casey McGuire Davidson, host of the Hello Someday podcast. I'm an ex-red wine girl turned life coach who helps busy women change their relationship with alcohol. I spent 20 years climbing the corporate ladder while drinking a bottle of wine a night to unwind. In the Hello Someday podcast, my goal is to teach you the tried and true secrets of creating and living a life you don't want to escape from. Each week, I'll bring you tools, lessons, and conversations to help you drink less and live more. I'll teach you how to navigate our drinking obsessed culture without a buzz and how to turn the decision to stop drinking from your worst case scenario to the best decision of your life. You can find new episodes of the Hello Someday podcast every Thursday, wherever you listen. And I hope you check it out. It's easy to blame ourselves for our struggles with alcohol. We see people around us being able to control their drinking without any consequences, yet no matter what we try, we can't seem to figure it out for ourselves. My name is Jillian Teets, and I am the host of the Sober Powered Podcast, where I use my biochemistry background to explain the latest research in addiction and help you understand both why you drink the way you do and how to develop the skills and mindset you need to find freedom from alcohol. I discuss topics like why we think about our drinking 24-7, why we have no off switch, and why we crave alcohol. If you're struggling with your drinking or you know someone who is, then I hope that you will check out the Sober Powered Podcast. New episodes every Friday. See you there. I'm Madeline, and I'm the host of the Happiest Sober Podcast. I got sober in my 20s after a decade of gray area drinking, and the greatest plot twist of all time was realizing that alcohol, the thing that I thought made my life the most happy and fun and exciting, was actually the exact thing preventing me from living my happiest and best life. My mom is 40 years sober, and she joins me on my podcast very often. I like to call her my part-time co-host, and I also bring you solo episodes where I share my top tips, tricks, and mindset shifts in sobriety, and lots of how-tos for navigating all the things sober, from weddings to parties to holidays to bachelorette parties to trips. I'm also joined by so many guests who come on and share their sober stories, and they're all so, so inspiring. I'm here to show you that life doesn't end when you quit drinking. In fact, it's very much the opposite. And no matter what your relationship was with alcohol, life can be the absolute happiest when you're sober. New episodes come out every Tuesday. You can listen to Happiest Sober Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.